welcome to Voices from the Collective, a podcast coming to you from the mouth of the East Coast in upstate New York. I'm your host, Ellie Pell. This episode is with TC Elite team member Sawyer Magnet. Sawyer ran her first ultra just a year ago and has fallen in love with the trail scene in Virginia. She got the bug, increasing her trail running during the pandemic, and was then nurtured by Dr. David Horton while taking his class last spring. Though she is new to the scene, her mindset and momentum is exactly what is needed to make a lasting career. I am so excited to bring this conversation to you. This episode is brought to you in part by my new nutrition sponsor, Gnarly Nutrition. As someone who has had pretty good luck in races without a terribly scientific plan, I wanted to dial in my fueling to take a few variables out of my Western States race. I was attracted to Gnarly not only for the rave reviews and the cherry cola flavored drink mix, but also because guys, I'm traveling a lot these days and getting good nutrition on the go is sometimes a struggle. Gnarly has a vegan protein powder, collagen supplements, and an athletic greens powder that are easy to take with me wherever I'm going. Everything tastes absolutely delicious, and the quality of ingredients cannot be beat. Gnarly's commitment to science-backed nutrition and rigorous testing satisfies my anxiety and that what I'm putting into my body will provide adequate calories and proper amounts of nutrients that I need to thrive. I want you all to try it too. So I'm putting my referral link in the show notes. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get into this episode with Sawyer Magnet. Sawyer Magnet, welcome to the Voices of the Collective podcast coming to us from, are you uh, at Liberty University right now? Yes, I am. All right. So coming to us from Liberty University, um, how, what, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I can't complain here. Um, Ithaca is beautiful. It was lovely today. We got some sun. So uh, the spring is coming, but I bet it's pretty nice down in down near Liberty. Like what, what temperatures are you guys usually at down there? Um, Today was like 70, but it's been getting warmer progressively. But yesterday it was like rainy. It just like depends on the day, honestly. Like it comes and goes. It's kind of weird. So, but you're originally yeah. from Arizona. So what's yes. the? So is it? Are you from like the pretty hot part of Arizona? Like where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in northern Arizona, not Flagstaff, but like Prescott. So it was at like six thousand feet. So it wasn't as hot. So we don't get like the hundred and twenty degree summers. We get like a ninety to like a hundred degree summers. But overall, it's like a mild temperature most of the year where I live in Prescott. So did growing up in Arizona kind of culture this like a culture ultra running pretty early or what's it like growing up over there? Um, Is it, is it pretty like an outdoorsy community or what was your experience? Yeah. So where I live, we have this, um, we have this trail that goes around our whole town, which is really nice. It's like a 80 mile trail and people are like constantly biking, hiking, running on it and it's just there's a lot of outdoor activity because a lot of the year you can be outside so that definitely helped cultivate like my love for the outdoors um but I didn't really get into ultra running until like honestly like last year when I did promised land that was like my first ultra run but I always liked trail running um growing up in Prescott but I never 
um, honestly during quarantine is when I started running further, but before that I kind of just like did a lot of hiking and just like shorter trail runs around Prescott. Oh yeah. Is there a pretty big community there? Like, did you run with people or was it more uh, yourself? Um, I ran with some of my friends who did cross country also. Um, one of my friends, her mom was a coach at Embry-Riddle, which is Mm -hmm. a university in Prescott. And so she would always take us on trails and we'd run together. And that's how I found like a bunch of new trails. And honestly, she's the one who like kind of got me into trail running to begin with. So I'd run with them. And then I also ran, I'd go on runs with my mom sometimes, but I'd go a little bit ahead of her because she would say, go on, because she would go a little slower than me. But besides that, um, mainly by myself too, because I like to go on my own and just listen to music and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you said you did cross country and, um, so you basically, what it sounds like is like during, you know, COVID because you are in college. Um, how old are you? Mm-hmm. I'm 20. You're 20. Okay. So, um, in COVID, it sounds like, you know, maybe you just, what, what drove you to extend the distance? Well, I actually didn't do cross country. Um, I only did. So growing up, I did soccer mainly. And so I always liked, um, I liked the fitness aspect of soccer a lot. Like I was always like the fittest person on the team. Um, but I never really did cross country track because I didn't really like racing. It's kind of weird. I just didn't like that aspect of like competing with running. It just kind of took the fun away for me in it. Um, but I always like wanted to run further, but growing up with soccer, you had to have, um, quick twitch muscles. So I couldn't really run as far as I wanted to, but as soon as like quarantine hit, like I was done with soccer. And so I was just like, it was kind of like I was let out of a cage. And so I just had all this time in the world. And just like every morning I would wake up and I would just like push myself to see like what I could do. And so I kind of just kind of kept going up and up and like soon, like 10 miles wasn't far anymore. And so it was honestly just like pushing myself to see what I could do in a way and just like loving it. Like I just love loved being out there on the trails and I had all the time in the world. So it was perfect timing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say like, Oh, 10 miles wasn't far anymore. I hope I get to your level. Cause I still think <laughs> 10 miles is pretty far. I'm like, Oh, I got to carve up for that run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where did you learn like how to pace yourself? Cause I think even in high school, like definitely in high school for me, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did soccer, so you're sprinting and a lot of kids, like when they start running, they, you know, run really fast and then they have to stop. So who taught you and, or maybe it was intuitive. How did you learn how to control your effort and to be able to go for that long? Um, so my mom kind of got me into it when I was in probably like fourth grade. And so we'd go run around the neighborhood a few times, like a week. And so that kind of just taught me like, um, that kind of like, helped me learn like to pace myself in a way and then just like yeah just like through just listening to my body honestly and just like feeling what I can do and like each race or like my run I just go into it with like an open mind and just like really like see how I feel based on how I should push myself and then I just kind of try to save some towards the end but yeah just kind of listening to my body Um, but I don't know I think it was kind of like natural in a way for me that's really awesome. I think that, um, a lot of athletes and especially female athletes, we're kind of like taught not to listen to our body. Cause I mean, based yeah. on what sport you do or just where you are, society kind of tells you how you should look and no matter how that makes you feel, or no matter how, like what you're doing, like, that's just, mm-hmm. that's just what you're supposed to go for. And so I think that's such a healthy mindset. Did your mom model that for you or where did you learn that? 
Yeah, she did. She was always like into fitness and she just helped me. Um, she was really encouraging with all of my sports and everything and just made sure that I was like pr- having the right nutrition and also like the right fitness to do well in sports. So, What is something that you remember her telling you or something that has always stuck with you that you still utilize today? Ooh, let's see. What? Well, she kind of taught me like to love hills, like at a young age, like she would always like have us do hills when we would go on runs. And so a lot of people I know don't like hills, but I love hills. And so kind of at a young age, she introduced me to them and kind of just told me like, if you like hills, it will help you with your running. And it definitely does. And so I love hills now. So I'd say that's a big um, thing that she helped me with. Well, if you like hills, we got to get you out here to Ithaca because uh, (laughs) it's hills every day. And, um, but it's kind of fun too. You know, you learn to modulate Mm -hmm. your effort. You also learn that like, you don't need, you shouldn't be married to a pace or anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then you crest the hill and it's like the best feeling in the world. Yes. Yes. I love hills. (laughs) So what are you studying at Liberty? I'm studying pre-law. Okay. Uh, Why'd you choose that? Um, cause I want to go to law school, but I interned at a law firm, um, during quarantine and I just really liked it. And so, yeah, I just really thought it'd be fun and I'm good at arguing with people. So I thought it'd be perfect. So you're persuasive. Yeah. That's what you yes. say. Yes. yes. I'll say that. Too. <laughs> um, so what did you like about interning in a law firm? Cause to be honest, I have to be like, that sounds like a snore and then we yeah. go to law school and then you just like, and yeah. then you get out of law school and then you like work a hundred hours a week. And it just seems like, you know, for not for the faint of heart. And I must be, have a very faint heart. <laughs> yeah, that is how it seems. Um, but I, I enjoyed, I got to go to the courtroom a few times And I also was with a judge and kind of like saw it from their perspective. So that was really interesting to me. And it just seems really fun to just like, and I really enjoyed my classes, like picking apart like statutes and just like finding like the loops and things. It's just like interesting to me. But yeah, it does seem daunting to go to law school, but I'm just telling myself once I get through that, then it will be better. So yeah. Which is more satisfying to you, winning a case or winning a race? Uh, um, winning a race probably because that's what I haven't really had that much experience with cases and everything, but I don't know. I feel like I've always really enjoyed athletics. And so I feel like any like victory in that is always more satisfying for me than like an A on a test or something, even though that feels really good. I don't know. It's just something about like doing well in like your athletics in a race specifically. That's just like so satisfying because of all the hard work that I put into something to do well on that. So, yeah. Well, what is it like to prepare for a case? Isn't that kind of like doing some training? Like you got to get all the facts yeah. and you got to like, even if your client might be guilty, you kind of got to be like, don't tell me that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like shut would... up legs, you know, kind of, a, yeah. kind of an issue. So, um, mm-hmm. what's, have you, have you done any of that kind of like prepared for a case or like courtroom kind of situation? Um, last year in one of my classes, we had like a mock like trial kind of thing and so luckily you we were assigned the better side of the issue but it was satisfying because we did like destroy the other people so that was satisfying but besides that I haven't had that many like experiences yet because I'm, I'm just a sophomore but hopefully next year I'll have more opportunities to like experience that more 
you're going to get ruthless. Like you're going to get ruthless <laughs> in the courtroom and then just take no prisoners on the trail. Like, uh, I remember last year, uh, I just finished a degree too. And last year in my sports nutrition class, we had this like debate at the end, we had to, uh, the teacher assigned groups like a diet and we, and one oh. was like pro the diet and one was anti the diet. Oh, and yeah. mine was, I got signed to the anti ketogenic diet. Oh, it was oh. so much fun <laughs> to rip apart the other team because like, oh, that was, yeah. I was, I feel like I got handed a piece of cake. I was like, this is so <laughs> easy. Like, and, oh, it was great. And then I, apparently like the team that was, um, the pro keto diet, like they just got assigned. It wasn't like they actually believed mm-hmm. it. They were pissed. Cause they were like, this diet sucks. Like, we can't, how do we like, like, how do we yeah. um, defend this? And so, yeah, that was really fun. So yeah, I admit that is kind of satisfying. Um, yeah. yeah. What kind of law do you see yourself going into? Um, I'm not really sure yet. Um, maybe criminal, but I don't know. I need to explore like the different avenues. It'd be nice. I would want to do something maybe like somehow tie like sports into it if I could. So I'll figure it out eventually when I go. Oh yeah. And you're going to change like 75 times. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk to you next year and you'll be like, I'm actually going to go into artistry, like woodworking. (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So at Liberty, you got to take a course with Dr. David Horton, who, um, has been on the show before and very interesting, nice man. And so Mm. what, why did you decide to take his course? Is it, is it kind of like, um, infamous or famous around campus? Like what's the vibe? Yeah, it definitely is infamous around campus, like especially him in general. But honestly, my mom was just looking up like, um, when I was choosing my classes, my freshman year, my mom was just looking into the different classes that Liberty offers. And somehow she found that. And then through that, she discovered like how amazing Dr. Horton was and like, all that he's accomplished and everything. And so she just told me, she's like, you have to take this class. And I, and so I was like, yeah, I want to take it. And so I thought I was going to take it the first semester, but then ended up taking it the second semester because it didn't work with my schedule, but it ended up working out perfectly because that's, that was the semester that, um, the class did promised land. So that is honestly what got me into like doing ultra marathons and everything because of that class. But it was amazing. It was, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was life-changing. So yeah, it was really great. So what is the lore on campus about Dr. Horton? Like, what's that about? Yeah, well, so if you know Dr. Horton, then you know, like, how he is, his personality, how he says, like, he just says whatever. But a lot of my other people that I know that don't know him, they just don't understand, like, his humor or anything. And I just tell them, no, just, it's just him. That's how he is. He doesn't mean it if he says something that offends you. But yeah. Anyway, um, you can always see him going around with his, um, he was always on the bike with the class and it was just so fun being in the class, um, following him around while he's riding his bike when he'd run around. But yeah, he's definitely well known in the exercise science department. Like everybody knows him. So what was like a class assignment? Um, so if you were in the advanced class, then we had like three book reports. So we'd read Um, we'd read like a book that he would he has like so many books so he would just pick one out for us and say read this book so we'd read the book and then we would just do like a book report on it but um, you had to complete promised land if you were in the advanced class and then if you were not in the advanced class then you just run five miles on the track so that was his way of trying to get everybody to do promised land Um, and then besides that um, you had to have a certain mileage I think it was like 350 I don't know I think it was like 350 or 300 for advanced class and then and then you had to help with a few races 
So that was, it was, there weren't too many assignments. It was mainly you had to do promised land. That was the main thing. I like the volunteer help with the races component. Um, yeah, I tried to add that into our TC elite team just to help, help keep getting us out, getting people out there. I mean, it's not uh-huh. just the volunteering. It's also like meeting people and making community that you might not necessarily know. And I think that's super important, especially for college students who mostly they're in that college bubble and some of them don't even visit the town. And it's like, oh, you're living here for four years. You know, you should probably meet the locals. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, um, what would like, what if you like got injured or something? Like what, what did he do? Just like, up F. Yeah. I think, um, some people just had to drop the course if you got injured I think I know someone who dropped because they did get injured so yeah that wasn't good <laughs> yeah kind of ruthless imagine. but <laughs> like what if you what if you got injured like the last week I know that would that would suck oh. yeah, well bad. good thing that didn't happen to you let's not let's not play that game let's just good thing it didn't yeah. happen to you um yeah. so I kind of want to, I read your promised land recap, which was really, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, I, I really got the, <laughs> got how you were feeling out there. And I, I, it reminded me of my first ultra because I definitely was like the cliff bar girl too. I still oh, yeah. would be. I mean, for my last ultra, I had a cliff bar for breakfast. It was great. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think you should continue to do what works for you until like, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. but let's go through the race. So what was it like, like, how was your training through the class and leading up to it? Like what was Dr. Horton having you do? And did you do everything he said, or did you sort of make up some stuff by yourself? Um, so mainly he, honestly, he just had like a, he just gave us a general outline of like, okay, Saturday, you should do a long run at about each week. It would bump up by like two miles on the long runs that he would suggest. But besides that, he, he honestly didn't give us, um, very much like very much of a training plan because so many different people in the class were at different levels and some people never run before. Like a lot of people just did as like an introduction to like running. And so me, I, that was like my first experience of like, okay, how much can I do? How many miles should I do a week? And so going into the class, I had like a goal of running like 800 miles in the semester. And so, um, I like evened it out and I just kind of figured how much I could do in order to get that. But then as time went on, I was running at the beginning, I was probably running like 50 miles a week doing like long runs. Um, my class schedule worked out where I had Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, um, off in the morning. So I would have plenty of time to run in the morning and then I could run with the class Tuesday, Thursday, and then a little bit after the class too. And so I honestly had a lot of time to train and run. Um, and the trails are right at Liberty. So I would just go up there. But, um, so I would just try to see, cause I had like a general idea of what I should do. And it kind of went back to Hills. I was just like, I need to do a lot of Hills because for promised land, there's a lot of elevation gain. And so I would just hit a bunch of the big Hills on the trails here. And then on Saturdays, um, usually a group of us would go out and run. And we also, we ran, um, both sides of promised land. So that helped me see, um, what to expect in the run. So that helped a lot. But besides that, just doing a lot of like hills and then bumping my mileage up probably um, after like the first month of training to like 60 and then like 65, like 70 miles a week of just and and just seeing how I felt and just doing as much as I could without getting injured and just trying to prepare as best as possible. So that was my like general training plan. I didn't have like that much of like I just kind of see I don't know. I just see saw what I could do. So, yeah, that's how my body was feeling. Yeah. I think that that sounds like a pretty good, like you explored what your body was and you also had the guidance of a professor, which is great. And, um, 
and you know, it, you got to the race and you seemed excited, at least according to your race report. So have <laughs> yeah. you ever felt any like sense of maybe this is too much or what do you do when you feel too tired? Um, like when I'm running, well, maybe, or like just maybe a week you're just, you know, got some finals and you know, oh, they're yeah. just, you're trying to run 70 miles. Like, what do you do to like rest and rejuvenate yourself? Honestly, um, running is like my outlet for resting and rejuvenation. Like if I don't run a day, then I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel so much more tired throughout the day. And honestly, it helps me a lot with my, um, with my studies and my exam. So it feels weird if I don't run in a day, but I'm starting to learn that I need to take days off and stuff like that. But, um, uh, I would just not run as much, like have an easy day probably throughout the week. If I was feeling tired and just go a little bit slower and just not have any pressure on myself to do a certain pace or anything like that. Yeah. Our teammate Riley likes to say, um, they look forward to their rest day on Monday. And then they also look forward to it being over by Monday night because yeah, they're ready to go yeah. again. And I really yeah. like that. Um, because you know, on the weekend, especially like you're putting in some decent mileage. So sometimes mm-hmm. it does feel nice, like, oh, on Monday or Tuesday or whatever, you know, just, uh, either like really chill day or, you know, and then, but by the end you're like, all right, I'm ready to run again. Yeah. So, you know, distance mm-hmm. makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did the race go? Let's go through it. Like, you know, first half, second half. Um, uh, when did, did you end up practicing your nutrition during your, during a uh, training or did you just sort of decide like, well, I know I need to get like, you know, 200, 300 calories an hour. So I'll just go for it. Um, yeah, during the training runs, I had a cliff bar and I really liked it. I don't know. It's just, They're it so was good. Nice. What's your flavor preference? They're so good. Yeah. That's why, um, the macadamia, the white macadamia nut. I have like five of those. Yes. Yeah. It's like I got lucky one day when I was in big lots and they had like, like four boxes of them for a dollar each. And I was like, I'll take it on. Oh, They're like, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. They're all good. They're so good. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I just had those during the training runs and I just really liked them. So I just brought them with me. And then I was just kind of scared to try like normal food. And just during the race. So I just like stuck with those. And then the chewy granola bars, cause I just, that was what was working. And besides that, it was just like fruit. And I just didn't think that would be, I think I had like one banana or like a little piece of a banana too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That seems pretty normal. I mean, and, uh, yeah. you know, like, uh, it, it's carbohydrates. It's sweet. It's your body knows what it is. It's gonna, it's gonna stay with you. And so I don't really think, I mean, yeah, a lot of people talk about like oh, ultras. I love eating Oreos at the aid stations and M&Ms Mm-mm. and stuff. And that's like, that's, I honestly ha- can have to say like in a 50 K I've ne- or anything like shorter than that. I don't even know if a 40 miler I've never eaten that like at, on an aid station. Yeah. Like it's just, I'm more like just, yeah, either something like sweet, but not mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Sometimes just can like M&Ms just, yeah, no. I don't know. So I completely understand, like just taking what you're trained with and, uh, going for it and just being careful about that. I think you did that smart. <laughs> Thanks. And it wasn't yeah, quite definitely... long enough. I don't think for you to get yeah. any serious cravings. Like, I mean, yeah. once probably once you go a little bit longer, you might be like, Oh, I really want that. Like salty fatty thing. And I mm-hmm. mean, I encourage you to go for it too. Your body's telling you, but <laughs> sort of in like, you know, four or five hour range, you're pretty, you'll, you'll pretty be fine just with sugar. Yeah. And I've started to enjoy the, um, goose and like the, I had, what was it? It was 
the spring energy I think it is those are good those too gen- yeah those are good I've I had those during I had one of those during holiday like I really liked that so yeah I they're not as sweet which is nice yeah yeah except they also like so at my last 50k I I ripped open. I, I was having an issue like ripping open goo. Not that it wasn't, not that it wasn't opening. It was just, it was opening too much. And then it would like open oh. the whole thing and then it would just dripple. And oh, so I no. had like a speed nut and they're like purpley, like basically like vomit color. Like it's just disgusting. Um, uh-huh. and so, but like, it was like all down my hand and like, and but then I still wanted to eat this, like, cause this was my oh. 200 calories of energy. Yeah. Right. So I was trying to like eat it. Oh, it was just oh. terrible. Oh no! I wanted That's to terrible. use my water to like wash my face off, but then I was like, oh. well, well, then what am I going to drink? Oh no. So your so face was a good time. Sticky? Huh? Oh, so was your face sticky during, I don't really like, I forgot about it after a while. And oh, then, yeah. you know, you get to the end of the finish line and you're like, I wonder if this person's smiling at me because like they're <laughs> excited for me or because I look silly. So oh. at least it wasn't the espresso one or something like brown, but oh, yeah. still, you know, it's not, it's not a classic look. <laughs> um, anyway, so how did the race go? What, what was your plan? Were you just going to like pace it and like, or did I, I get the sense that like David sort of put the bug in your ear? Like you could probably run like around five hours or I don't know how many, or like six <laughs> hours. I don't really know what the, like, I don't really know what you were going for. So yeah. What was your idea? Um, yeah, going into it, he kind of just told me, um, to pace myself and he kind of, um, got not taunted, but he was like, well, I seated you 15th for a woman. And so he's kind of like saying like, okay, this is like, he made it seem like, okay, you need to like, not, not necessarily like kind of like step up in a way. Like, I don't know. It felt like he had a lot of like, um, faith in me, but also kind of, he was like, okay, you need to kind of come out. I don't know. He's just like, he had, I don't know. It was a good feeling. Um, but he just said to go out, um, at a decent speed, but not too fast. That's what he, he always, um, says not to go out too fast. So I was kind of like, okay, well, I've got too fast. But besides that, um, my goal was under seven hours. <laughs> so I didn't really know what I, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, at you all. don't so know. I, like, I mean, that's no. a, that's a, that's a fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just go, I was like, I'll just try to go under seven hours. And he didn't really give me like a time that he expected or anything. Um, but I just kind of just went out with an open mind and just said, don't go too fast at the beginning, especially since it's that like four miles of uphill at the beginning. Um, so going through it, I felt good. Um, once I got to that top of that hill, I felt really good and I was kind of near some other people. And so I just kind of stuck with them. And we were talking a little bit and just like really just enjoying it. It was a good time. And um, then when I got to the top of the hill, I think it was, I don't know if it's Apple Orchard. I think, yeah, it's Apple Orchard at the top. Um, there was like a flat section. I was going really fast at that. I just felt good overall. And then um, then after that, we went downhill. And so at that point, I was just trying to avoid the rocks, but also go fast where I was like sticking with the people in front of me. Um, and then got to the bottom of that downhill felt really good, made sure I was still eating, saw Dr. Horton. That was nice. And then, um, knew that I had a big climb coming up because that, um, the way up that second uphill is really like, it's intense. It's like straight up. And so just, it was nice though, knowing what to expect for that section, but, um, got to that point, my legs felt really good, not too tired, um, felt really good. And then there were certain, there were people ahead of me. And so I just kind of kept just kind of trying not to walk too much, but also walk when I needed to. And just like picking them off slowly one by one. And just knowing that when I got to the top of that hill, it'd be like five miles downhill. And that was just like my mental, like 
checkpoint of like, okay, you just make it up here and then five miles down and you're done. So overall, I felt really good. I never really had like a low point um, during the race because I was just, I don't know, it was just, it was a really fun time. And there were a lot of people encouraging me and everybody, all the other runners out there. So that helped a lot. So it was really good. Yeah. I think you're definitely like benefiting from a little bit of like, um, the naivete of just like doing something completely new. Like you didn't really have many expectations, like a finish was a win for you, which is, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And I think that, you know, as long, like it's going to keep benefiting you, uh, as you keep getting better and better and start like winning and stuff. Um, it's just that, like trying to remember that, like, every race is just like a gift. And so finishing mm-hmm. it is just incredible, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that especially for begin newer runners or, um, just runners that are starting to beginning racing, like you're not really a beginner runner, but like, you know, starting mm-hmm. to yeah. their racing career, it's, you know, always just still remembering that, like, um, or, uh, you know, remembering that like each race is like just amazing in this gift, but also like, um, yeah. Just like the excitement is, is always there in the beginning. And I really mm-hmm. like that. Do you ever get nervous? Um, I was nervous before promised land and, um, I was nervous, but I was mainly nervous, like the two days leading up to it, just because I didn't know what to expect. Um, just running that far just seemed kind of crazy in general to me. So I just didn't know how it would go, how my body would react. So I was nervous for like the unknown of it, but um, not as much when I got there the night before and just like seeing everybody definitely helped me feel better and seeing Dr. Horton the night before, but I do get nervous. Um, but not as much with the longer distances. Um, when I did track in like middle school, I'd get really nervous and that's why I just couldn't do it because I had like a lot of pressure and like on myself to do well in a way. But with this, I just kind of just try to enjoy it for what it is. And so that I don't become too nervous or have pressure on myself. Do you think that as you keep being successful and people start knowing like, oh, if Sawyer's coming, she's in contention to win. Do you think that will put some pressure on you that will might make you a little bit more nervous? Yeah, I think it will in a little, in a way. Yeah. And, um, going back to promised land this year, in a way, I feel like it would, it's a little bit more nerve wracking. It was really nice last year, just coming in with like, nobody really like knowing who I was. So that was really nice. And not, I'm not saying everybody's going to know who I am this time, but then that number's there that, okay, I ran a five thirty four. Okay. Now in my head, I need to do better than that. So there is like, it's a little bit more nerve wracking, but I'm just going to try to keep it light in a way, even if I don't know if people are saying that. So yeah. yeah. How do you, how are you going to deal with that? Are you going to like prep? Like, how do you deal with pressure situations like that? Like, do you plan beforehand? Do you think about it and like give yourself some mental strategies to sort of like get through it or talk yourself down? Yeah. Like what, what's going on? Mm, Probably just like more of just like praying and just like talking to God in a way and just like keeping my eyes on like him and remembering that it is a gift from him that I'm even able to do this. And so that kind of just helps me keep things in perspective and make me feel better about it. And also just yeah, just kind of just like keeping things in perspective on my own and just, um, talking to myself of like, okay, you, you can do this. Um, so yeah. Well, once you know that you can do it, then it becomes how fast you can do it. So you're always going to know that you can do it. So what do you, what do you think? Like, 
I don't think like, do you think that mantra you can do it is always going to, you know, cause you know, you can, mm-hmm. so eventually it's going to be like, I want to do better than I did. Or mm-hmm. maybe you don't, I don't know how competitive you are. You say you don't, didn't like comp- competition. And so, and I mean, it, a lot of people, I know we forget about this, but a lot of people run and don't race or just race like for fun. And I know it seems like everybody's trying to PR and stuff, but like the majority of the running population just runs like hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you don't mind, why don't we talk a little bit about that? Like how, what does competition mean to you and how do you think you're going to deal with it when it comes? Cause it's coming. Yeah. Well, I'm actually like really competitive. Like <laughs> that's why I didn't, um, in a way like racing in a way, because I did like racing, but I, I was too competitive for it because I would just stress out about it the week leading up to it because I just wanted to win so badly in a way. Um, but my parents are super competitive. Like everyone in my household is an athlete. So, um, we've just always been really competitive. So I'm really competitive, but with racing, um, this distance, it's just different for me. I don't know. It's just kind of each race. I just go into it thinking of just seeing how I can do that day, but also I'm excited for like the challenge and competing with other people because I do enjoy that. And I do thrive off of that. So I'm excited for, um, seeing how it'll go in the upcoming races and just, honestly, like being challenged by the other people too. Oh, I think that's, that's just like a huge sign of maturity because like, you know, when you're younger, it is like, it sounds to me like you avoided competition because you weren't, you didn't think you'd win or you weren't sure you were going to win. And that was just like, not an okay thing. And mm-hmm. I, I understand because like we're taught and we're a win at all cost culture. And that's kind of <laughs> what high school sport and middle school sports are kind of drilling into your mind. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people move to trail running because it does seem like a little bit of a lower stress environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it shows a lot of growth from you that like, maybe you will embrace the competition and you might not win. I mean, that's like the one, another thing about ultra running is like anything Mm -hmm. can happen out there. Like, even if you are the fittest athlete on, or like this fastest fittest athlete on the start line, like you can twist an ankle, like anybody can twist an ankle, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, so how, how were you able to like, let go of the, I don't, I'm sure I'm not going to do this because I'm not sure I'm going to win towards now. It seems like you are, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try as hard as I can. And, um, I want to do well, but you know, it doesn't sound like winning is the main driver here. Yeah. It just kind of goes back to just like how much I love running in a way. And I feel like with track and cross country, those distances were just kind of like too short for me in a way. And so just with ultra running, I just feel like it's just more my wheelhouse. And also I just, the atmosphere is just totally different. Like in the ultra community it's like everybody's out there everybody's encouraging each other and then I just I don't know it's just it's just a different mindset because I think it was also because my first experience was promised land where I didn't really have any expectations and so that kind of is just carried over into my other races as well like I don't really look at who's running I just kind of just go out there just because I want to do it in a way like I don't I on my schedule I'm not trying to like sign up for all these races like Honestly, if it's like a, it's a bonus if I get a race because I do just love running, um, so much. So I think it's just like the love of it now 
that I have for it just makes me try to enjoy it as much as possible. I never want these races to be like stressful or have a lot of pressure on myself because I don't want to ruin my love for running. Yeah. I like hearing that. That's such a healthy mindset. So keep that for as long as you can. If you ever need anybody to remind you, you go to teammate Ellie over here and I will, I'll help remind you. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so speaking of other races, um, so is, is 50k the longest distance that you've done so far? Yeah. So do you have any ambitions to go longer or are you content with the 50k? Right now I'm content with the 50k. Um, I might try a 40 miler in September maybe, but besides that, I almost signed up for 50 a year ago, but I was, or 50 miler, but I was like, but I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, but I probably keep it around here for now. I don't really have any, like a hundred miler doesn't, I don't think I should do any of that. Like yet. I I am terrified. Yeah. Yeah, No, thank you. Uh, Good for you, Rachel, for doing that, but no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think people jump into our sport and then they think like, you know, 50 K 50 mile, hundred mile or whatever. Yeah. And that's a great transition. That's, a, that's fine. You know, I think it's yeah. people can do whatever they want, but I also think it's like, it's great that you want to like work on this 50 K distance because like 50 mm-hmm. Ks are hard, but also mm-hmm. they're so much fun. You feel like you're going fast. Like you actually get yeah. to run fast. It's not just like yeah. this ultra shuffle. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's fun. So I, yeah. I support the 50 K. Good. Have you ever yeah. had a marathon? No, I haven't. Do you want to do that? I do at some point. Yeah. Do you want to like, do just do it? Or do you want to like actually train for it and do it? Like qualify for Boston or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I want to do it and train for it, but also I really do enjoy running on trails and I feel like I'd have to give up that a lot to do that. Cause I'd have to do more speed work on like pavement and stuff, but I do want to do it at some point. Maybe just a few years from now. Well, theoretically, you could also do 50 Ks in your buildup to your marathon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking speaking from experience, you can do it. Uh, You just have to be very careful and cautious with your recovery afterwards. Yeah. And I I mean, I think that you can get a lot of speed training. Like, say you do one or two workouts a week and then your other workouts are on trails. I mean, that doesn't sound that bad, does it? Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. Go, go work out with the track team once a week and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Three pacers. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever done like, so what's the lowest distance that you've done? Um, well, are we kind of like track? No, sorry. Like, oh, okay. you know, 5k, 10k half. Yeah. Um, I did a 5k freshman year. Okay. Um, and I didn't really train for it. My mom just my mom likes, she has all these ideas of like, oh, let's go do a 5k or let's go do a triathlon. So we did some of, we did that kind of stuff. So I did a 5k, I've done a 10k and then I've done a half marathon and then an ultra. Well, you know, like the marathon and the half, I yeah. think are some of yeah. the hardest distance. So you skipped the hardest one. I, I, I yep. salute you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how, uh, influential is Dr. Horton still in your life? Do you, did you like graduate the class and you're like, all right, bye Dr. Horton. Thank you. And, or are you still, do you still like to consult with him if you have questions or. Yeah, I go see him a lot. Um, I definitely do. And last year or last semester, I was able to go run with the class often a few times throughout the semester because I didn't have class, but this year I have class during that time, but I think I'm going to skip it next week so I can go run with the class. 
but I definitely go see him whenever I can and just talk and just sit in there and just like listen and I like text him about like runs and stuff like that so he definitely he's still giving me a lot of advice and whenever I have questions about like tapering or training I just ask him and go he's always like come see me so I always go see him yeah. I think, um, it's really sexy in our sport right now to have a coach. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. And I think they're great, like very, mm-hmm. like wonderful if you need it. But I think there's like a very huge need for just mentors, just people mm-hmm. that you can mm-hmm. talk to shoot ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have a few and like, I mean, uh, some of them are coaches, but I never asked them directly for coaching. Like, can you tell me how fast to run this repeat tomorrow? Like it's nothing ever mm-hmm. like that. It's more like just somebody that ha- maybe has a different perspective or experience that you don't. And it helps you, maybe you might not even do what they say, but it helps broaden your mind of things that are possible. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually kind of, um, what I wanted to do bringing together the TC elite team is like, I kind of think we all, have something different that we can all offer each other and just having more people in your corner to one cheer for you. But then also mm-hmm. like, say you want to run like a 50 miler. I mean, now you have like 10 people with a direct line that have done that. And we can all just be like, well, I tried it this way. And then Rachel can be like, I tried it this way. And then, you know, Cole can be like, well, actually I tried this. And you can just be like, oh, there are so many different ways to do this that like Mm -hmm. one thing will, something will help you, you know? And I think that's pretty great. I mean, we're never, and also we're never going to be like, oh, she didn't do what I said that like, she's just not like, it's never like that. And I think that there's a huge like not even need. It's just like a resource that like can be tapped for mentors. You don't, that you Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's like friends, glorified friends that might be a little bit older, a little bit more experienced than you. And I think you using that resources, um, is pretty great. Yes. Thank you. Um, so what's on deck next for you? Um, Sawyer, like, what do you have anything coming up or what's piquing your interest? Do you have any bucket list races that you think you might want to do someday? Um, uh, well, coming up, I want to run promised land. When is that? That's April. That's April 23rd. Okay. But I did not recover properly. (laughs) And so, um, I haven't been running as much recently because, um, I've just haven't been, my leg has been just, I've had some tendonitis. So I'm just seeing how that, if that will clear up before in time, if I can get back to training for that. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I don't really have any um, bucket list runs that I want to do. I'd, I'd want to do one in like Europe at some point. That's like a dream. I want to do like a pretty one on like the side of the mountain on like the Swiss Alps or something like gorgeous setting, something like that. Or maybe like somewhere really pretty in Colorado. Um, but besides that, just like uh, I'm going to do some runs here again in September and November. So, um, you're yeah. from Arizona. Have you ever yeah. done any of the Arizona runs over there? Like the deserts and all that. I mean, it looks like a party over there. I don't, I've never <laughs> done them either, but I mean, it looks fun. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't done any races over here besides I did like the 10 K where I live, but I haven't done like any trail runs because a lot of them are when I'm over here. So, cause in the summer, it's just like too hot to run too far there anyway. Um, but a lot of the ones that I want to do, I'm always in Lynchburg when they're going on. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I want to run that um, circle trail around my town. There's like a race in April where everybody runs that whole. Well, not everybody, but people come in and run that whole loop. So I do want to do that at some point. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Something maybe even your mom and you could do together. Yeah. That sounds really fun. 
make it yeah. like a family day. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Well, I really look forward to watching your journey, Sawyer. And I'm so glad that you agreed to join the TC elite team because we really want to support up and coming athletes like you that are just, you know, with the, with the mindset that you have and just the sort of can do it attitude and, uh, just everything you've got, you've got a lot going for you. And so I'm really glad to have you here on the East coast. So, uh, we'll, 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 we'll keep you from Arizona there. They got enough, like it's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. To end the show, I like to play a game called ideal aid station. Okay. So, um, even though you're, you, your cliff bar of choice, you know, (laughs) I, I respect that, but this can be like, you know, dream or, you know, just get, give your best guess. I guess. All right. So you're coming up to an aid station and you really need some like mojo and refueling. So what sweet snack is there for you? Oof, my grandma's apple pie. Oh, a little yeah. bit of ice cream, just a little <laughs> kick of sugar. Oh my goodness. But it has to be hot. Has to be hot. Like straight out of the oven. Oh my goodness. That would be so good. Just like where like you, where you take a bite and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, so good with the ice cream and some whipped cream. That mm-hmm. would be amazing. Like, oh, that would be so good. That's just like my favorite sweet thing. And that then, or maybe good. like a hot pretzel for like a little salty. Well, I was going to ask for mustard. savory snack. So oh yeah. That's, snack that's is hot pretzel. Yes. A hot pretzel with salt and then some mustard, big thing of mustard on it. Nice. Uh, All right. Hot food. Ooh, hot food. Mm. Uh, Well, pizza would sound good, but I don't know how good that would be for me during the run, but let's see, probably that, or like, Ooh, hot bread, probably like, Oh yeah. Like like fresh out of the oven bread. Yes. Mm. With a little crunch. That would be really good. Yeah. I see that. I like that. Um, sports drink, mm, probably just powder, um, Powerade, powder, Powerade, Powerade. What, yes, what's like your flavor the, preference? Um, the purple one. Yeah. I, I, like, say, I like the grape. I don't know if it's, it's actually yes. grape, but the purple. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. I love that one. Um, non-sports drink. Ooh, non-sports drink. Um, does vitamin water count as a non-sports? Sure. I really yeah. Drink I mean, soda. that might give you the runs out there, but Hey, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's your aid station. Yeah. For maybe that, or like Mountain Dew or Coke, even though I haven't had those in forever, maybe that would be good for me. Just try to switch it up a little bit, you know, try it out on the 80 mile family (laughs) run. Just try everything. (laughs) Yeah. A piece of gear. Ooh, piece of gear. Um, probably like a nice Lululemon scrunchie. I love Lululemon scrunchies. (laughs) Move my hair back. So that, or like, um, maybe a fresh pair of socks if I had time to like switch them out. No, probably we're like... staying the Lululemon scrunchie. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to remember that for a long okay. time. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta look fresh. Like, come on. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. And then a uh, celebrity to meet you at the aid station does not have to be a runner. does not have to be alive either. Um, just some celebrity to meet you at the aid station. They don't end, uh, just, they pep you up. Um, probably Emma Coburn. She does. Oh, okay. Like a, yeah. A lot of inspiration. She probably starts I... sprinting and then you wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I feel like she would give me like hype me up for that. So yeah. Oh yeah. And she, I, I bet she's her. down with the Lululemon scrunchies too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her hair is on <laughs> fire. <laughs> it is. It's good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Sawyer, uh, thank you for playing the game and thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, the last thing I want to do is where can people find you to say hello online? Um, on Instagram and my name, it should, is my name in like the description? I'm sure it is. So yeah, yeah I'll put everything <laughs> in the show notes, but you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, Sawyer. So yeah, I'm on Instagram 
and besides that I don't really have any other maybe Strava yeah my Strava is just my name also so yeah on Instagram and Strava all right we'll put those links in the show notes Sawyer thank you for doing this and for coming on the show and uh, I look forward to introducing you more to the east coast and ultra running world at large yes thank you so much for having me it was a lot of fun have a good night. Tell Dr. Horton that Ellie from uh, Trials Collective says hello. <laughs> okay, I will. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Voices from the Collective. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gazelli and the Trails Collective on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to try some great gnarly nutrition and look up Sawyer on Instagram too. She's a great follow. All right, guys, that is enough talking from me. I will see you on the next one.